Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. She's a song on a car. Good day and welcome to episode number 87 of the car wash. On today's show, my top five transfers during this window. Percy Tao signs for our Achli. Ronaldo is back and Hugo Bruce names his 23-man squad for the upcoming World Cup qualifiers. Whether you are tuning in to on SL Podcast at CL.ZA, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, or Mikey King 96.7's Game Time, or welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Roberts, and of course, I'm not alone. Please welcome my good mate, Mr. Teko Modise. Hey, how are you, Shoni? Good on you, my friend. Easy, easy, easy. How's life your side? Now we we uh, we okay. Busy. I guess. I just see you on TV every day, bro. They're keeping you on your toes. <laughs> Games are coming thick and fast, that's why. No, it's no, no better job in the world, in my opinion, I think. Um, let's start off with probably the best joke I've ever said. Are you ready? <laughs> How do you deal with a sad astronaut? Mm. Just give him some space. <laughs> <laughs> wow. These jokes like, keep getting better. They do, eh? There's yeah. a lot of thoughts into these. But from there, we move into pole position. Pole position. Pole position is a segment where we ask our fans and our supporters club certain questions and get voice note replies. This week, we asked you, Percy Tao has signed for Al Ahli. Is this the right career move for him? And this is what you've had to say. The answer is big no. There is no right move there. It's a wrong move. You can't have a dream to play in Europe as a player. Then you just decided to come back to Africa and play in Africa while you have a dream of playing in Europe. No, he got the wrong advice, that boy. For me, this is a move encouraged by a character and a friendship, rather. Because obviously we know that uh, has it not been Pito in Alakli, Pesci was unlikely to go there. Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea for Pesci to sign for Al Ali because already English Premiership is the one of the best league in the world. So for him to come out from that league and come back home in Africa, it's a step backward because uh, I don't think Al Ali will, will sell him again to overseas. It means that soon he will be coming back to Mzanzi to play one for one for one of our teams. The bad, 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 bad decision for for Pesitao. The move guys, Pesitao, yeah, is a good move because it's gonna get. Uh, I think it's gonna get more game time. So if he gets, it gets more game time. Um, that will help us as South Africans to have him fit for our national collapse. So I think it's a great move. Um, I trust that Pizzoi will give him a uh, 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 time. And then afterwards, uh, the South Africans will, will benefit from that one. It's a good time. But anyway. Right, Tex. I mean, we've been um, pretty uh, boisterous about this. Um, Sure, uh, an overwhelming uh, opinion there of that it wasn't it wasn't the right move for for Percy. I tend to agree. I think um, one gentleman said that if it wasn't Pizzo at Al Akli, he wouldn't have gone. I, I think that's an obvious thing, and obviously my point of view is what happens if Pizzo doesn't win the league again next season, doesn't win the Champions League next season. I don't think he'll be there. Where does that leave Percy? Um, Pizzo said. I think yesterday or the day before on an interview on SABC, um, you know, that Peter said he, he is 28. He's only got four years left, which I, I disagree with as well. 
Um, he says, when is the last time you saw Percy dance? This is Pizzo. And, you know, the last time was probably when he was playing under me at, at Sundowns. Okay, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, and he said, you know, when... I don't know who represents Percy. That's the thing. Yeah. I, I don't think enough was done for Percy in this instance. If Brighton didn't want Percy, that's fine. But he's at a Premier League club. Mm. Once you're in the Premier League club, that opens doors for anywhere in the world. Anywhere, 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 anywhere. He could have gone anywhere in the world. I honestly believe that. And he's chosen Egypt. Um, it's a tough one. How do you... And Tao has opened up about his move to al but we'll get there now. I, I, I was hoping... It wasn't going to happen. It has happened. Teko, what's your what's your take on this? Uh, it just my thing. It's it sounds like somebody is, is taking credit uh, for Pace's talents. Mm. I don't want I don't want somebody to come out and say I rescued I rescued Pace's career. Yeah. Because it feels like one when 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 Pace went overseas because of his talent, not because of somebody else played a part. I yes. think I think we need to get one thing clear. Pesi, Bongani, Zungu, Kikin, Doli, they went overseas because of their talent. Because they were good enough. They were good enough to go to, 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 their, to, to, to those type of clubs or to those type of countries and leagues. Mm. When, when, when Pesi was busy struggling to get his um, game time in the EPL, Pesi was happy in Belgium. He was, he, he was playing very well. Hence, uh, Brighton actually called him back to come and play. Correct. Pesi was happy. Of course, it's everybody's dream to play in one of the top leagues. Mm. But I still feel like, look, Pesis, I think Pesis is old enough to make his own decisions, yes. But I still feel like he... Pesis fought, he's been fighting all along. He's been fighting to get recognition. He's been fighting in Belgium to make the starting lineup. All of a sudden now, I think he gives up because people are saying he's 28, he's got four years left. I think Pacey still has a long way to go. Pacey needs to retire when he wants to retire. Sure. But I strongly feel that Pacey is not as as as, as secured or 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 I, I don't know how to put it without sounding like a like a <laughs> look. I think Pacey has been fighting all his life to 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 play this beautiful game and to go and play at one of the best leagues. Mm. And by being in the best leagues, not everything's gonna come easy. But try and fight and 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 do the best that you can. And by doing so, also you can you can move sideways. You can move a little bit side. There's so many clubs, yes. and that's where the representatives comes in. And I, I don't think for for me, I don't care how much money he'll be making at, at Al Ahly. I don't think for, for for I don't think it's gonna be the I don't think it's a great career move. I really I really doubt it. Yeah, and you you keep on mentioning fighting for where he's got, but that's that's the role of a professional footballer or yeah. professional sportsman. You're continuously fighting to keep your place. You're continuously fighting to improve. You're continuously fighting to make sure people love you. You know, and, yeah. and it just seems as though the way you've voiced it, um, whether it's correct or not correct, but you've, it's like he's sort of just he said, oh, I'm tired. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, let me just go to where I'm comfortable or where I'm going to be more comfortable, I guess, where I'm probably a bit more recognized. Um, you know, the relationship he has with Pizzo is, it, it's, it's quite obvious. It's, it's a special relationship and he will play under him. But it, it's just a, a safe move, if you know what I mean. And, and um, we talk about it in our motivational quotes of the week. That's, you know, I think 
you know, the minute you go into your safe space, you don't perform as much, you know, you've got to push yourself in your career, you've got to push yourself in life and, and, and always the best things happen on the other side of fear. And I just think he's maybe just taken a safer route or I wouldn't say it's fair that he's given up in a way, but that's what it's coming across. Do you feel that? Look, I, I, I feel like what happened with Percy, there was too many voices in his head. Yeah. And too many voices means you, you you need to be part of the national team. You can't play in the national team when you don't have game time. And therefore, while mm. you being in the APL, uh, you're required to be having a certain number of final games and continuously, or whatever the case might be. Mm -hmm. So now with too many heads, that's when you need somebody that is playing that mentorship, that uh, that advisory role to be very steady and uh, to be able to to, to calm Percy down and, 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 and make proper decisions, not just monetary value proper decisions, but decisions that will that will sustain Percy for the rest of his life. And uh, by not also regretting, you know, all these opportunities that, that has been um, presented itself to. So I think I strongly believe that at that time when there's too many voices were there, I think Percy could have, whoever manages Percy, whoever is Percy's advisory, could have had that type of discussion that okay Brighton you don't want them anymore let's let's look for France Liga let's look for yes um Spain yes. La Liga yes. you know there's, there's so many places that you could have went and uh, coming back to Africa not just in South Africa coming back to Africa should be the last option Al Akhli Al Akhli is one of the best teams but what is it that Al Akhli will give Pissi that Pissi doesn't have correct Pieces has won the Champions League. What is, so what are you gonna get from Alakli? He's won the league. What are you yeah. gonna that's what Alakli gives you. Yeah. It's a good point. You know. That's a very good point. And also, if you think long term, um, you know, what Percy could have achieved in Europe in terms of family life, right? Bringing up a family in Europe or wherever he decided to be. I mean, that's you know, like like Stephen Pinar did. Um, you know, once you're there, you're there. To get back there now, I don't think it's possible. I could be wrong, but I think once um, nah, it's, 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 it's not possible. at 28, it's not gonna be possible. I don't nah, think. Nah, no. That's why you see so many 28-year-olds and still in the country that are super good, because it's yeah. very difficult to to go across. And I think I, I saw one of the one of the interviews that you spoke about when he says he comes out and says, um, um, though the players that have statues overseas a big club that i played for if they wanted to help why didn't they pick up the phone and call pesca yeah. um it's not the agent's job pesci has an agent exactly nobody nobody picked up the phone for pesci to, to go overseas mm. so now all of a sudden people must pick up the phone just because you picked up the phone for him to come back i mean yeah. guys for, for me it's, it's, it's it comes back to saying look i i know where this is going i just hope pesci made this decision based on why based on himself or based on, you know, I wants to come back home, whatever the case might be. I just hope yes. it's, it's his decision. Because in football, whenever you move without being your decision, you'll never be happy, irrespective yes. of what, what happens. So I just hope Percy finds happiness because we all want to see him happy as a person. I'm not talking as Percy Tau as a footballer. I'm saying Percy yes. Tau as a person. I just hope that's the most Percy, important. That's the most important thing. For me, if he's happy, I'm good. Yeah, and I 100% and I agree. Um, it just shows the power, uh, and you know we we both big fans of Pizzo uh, on and off the field. It just shows the power of what Pizzo actually has to attract a player like Percy. So yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see. Um, Percy did say, quote unquote, 
It happens every time during the transfer period where there's so much media coverage. Um, and it happens to be my case at the moment, but I'm glad it's over now. I'm extremely happy with everything and I'm happy to be part of the team and I'm looking forward to the World Cup qualifiers. Um, he's talking about being picked for the Bafana. It's an exciting time and I'm also happy with my move to Al Akhli. I'm just in a very good place. So uh, kudos to Percy. I hope that is true. Um, again, we, we would have wished to see a different result, but it is what it is, so I hope he fulfills that. Uh, let's move on to the MTN8 reactions. Uh, Arrows versus Sundowns, a very wet stadium. Uh, obviously not the best uh, football. It could have been 2-3-0 to Arrows in the first three minutes, that's for sure. Um, I think Onyango could have done a little bit better with the first goal. Obviously the very, or the, the uh, Arrows' goal, I should say. Uh, very wet conditions. Um, your take on the game, uh, Tex? Um, I, th I think what an important thing to note here is that Sundown's got the away goal, right? So, um, and I think they'll be very happy with that, con considering the conditions. I played plenty of times in Durban in those sort of conditions, and I absolutely hated it. Um, but yeah, I think a, a good result for Sundown's a, a, a away away result. Yeah, look, we've, if we 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 speak of Sundown's the the, the dominant and. Uh, the kings of South Africa for the last mm. 10 years. Mm. Those are bad results. Yeah, no, I, I was just about to say that. So yeah. This is not the sundowns we're used to, right? No, those are, those are bad results. Mm. You, 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 especially if you have to compare what sundowns has and the arsenal and compare what, what, what Golden Arrows has. Yeah. But also by, by, by doing so, you, you also need to give, uh, um, credit to, to Golden Arrows, the type of work that they put in on the day. Mm -hmm. You know, um, they had to they had to work hard. And this is a team that relies on on everybody to come in, to come on board and work as hard. And and I think on the day, you know, we we are unfortunate that we couldn't have we couldn't see the beautiful game because of the weather, the pitch as well. But I strongly believe that Golden Arrows had to fight uh, uh, not to to lose that game. And for 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 for, Swal for Sundowns, I think it was one of those days where um, it, it becomes very difficult. You need to find solutions, and and Golden Arrows wasn't giving up. And they, I think it was one of those games, especially this season, where where really, 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 uh, Sundowns were tested. And and I think for me, this is this is going to be the recipe of uh, the remainder of the season. I think teams will figure out how to deal with Sundowns. Mm. Teams are going to have answers for Sundowns passing and patient play. Mm. You know, I think we Sundowns will still dominate because of the type of players that they have. But with, with I think they need to get into the rhythm as soon as possible because if they don't, those distractions are going to be there. And we could see that with Golden Arrows, they don't mind, you know, uh, defending with nine and and making sure that they wait for their opportunity. So it's, it's it's one of those those tricky 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 game and uh, coming back into the second leg, even though you do have an away goal, it it, it really doesn't count if you don't score again. Yeah, you anything know? can happen. Yeah, so it's 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 yeah. But congratulations to Golden Iris, especially how they've started this season with mm. those two. Arrows, they, they've always been a tough team. Too. They've but always even, been. Yeah. Yeah. Even back when we've been playing. Golden Arrows away is a tough, tough game. Yeah, it's 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 a very difficult game to play, especially on that pitch. It's always difficult, but but it's just that you know, with the new coach, and you can see that they're playing differently from how they were playing last season. But there's one thing that is that is still there, you know, that fighting speed, that unity that is still there, and uh, there's a lot of faces that are still there as well. So I think there's just a continuation of that, and I think versus 
Mamluli Sundowns, I think, is the same. So it's going to be very interesting to to see how it unfolds in the second leg. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we'll touch on that in the next uh, week or so when the return leg is. Uh, Cape Town City uh, at home to Morocco Swallows. I think the game was at Athlone. Um, I didn't get to see that one. Uh, I saw some highlights. I didn't really get my juices flowing. A couple of opportunities for Cape Town City. Um, a fair result, Eko? Uh, I think I call the game that's going to be a draw early on. Um, mm. um, because because the, type, the, the type of style that both teams play and the mentality that that's... Swallows FC has. It's mm. one of those teams that if we're not gonna win, we're not gonna lose. Mm. And 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 now it becomes <laughs> very very difficult for for especially knowing that you have first leg and the second leg. So it's not gonna be an open game. Yeah. So so now second second leg it needs to be an open game because both teams drew, both semi-finals drew. Somebody has to win. Somebody has to take risk. And uh, the one that takes more risk and, and, and probably maybe punishes are the ones that uh, will probably probably go through. So I think even with that game, you know, in the second league, I think it can go anywhere. You know. I mean, I think that was Morocco Swallows' 18th nil-nil draw. I think something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, sorry, Morocco Swallows FC. Um, yeah. So I mean, in terms of defence. Um, I'm quite happy with Swallows, but I think they need to be scoring on the other side a bit more. Um, yeah, so let's see the return leg as well. And from there, we move on to the latest Bafana Bafana news. As Teka calls him, Hugo Boss announced his 23-man squad for the World Cup qualifiers and also surprising or unsurprising named Ronald Williams as captain and Percy Tao being vice-captain. Um, but Tao has played down concerns over the perceived lack of experience in the new look squad and has backed Ronald Williams as captain. Williams was confirmed as the new national team captain replacing Shachwaya who has yet to receive a call-up since Bruce was appointed as his coach. Um, the skipper will be supported by Tao in the vice captain's role with responsibility to guide some of the new talent being drafted into the youthful squad, and it is a very young squad. Nine of the 23 players are under the age of 25, while only four, including Tao and Williams, have exceeded the 10 caps mark in the squad to face Zimbabwe and Ghana in the 22, uh, 2022 FIFA World Cup qualifiers. Um, Teko, is that a concern for you at all? Uh, it's a very young squad and it's not very experienced at all. Um, I think, Shoni, it's, it's, uh, it's, the question is, do we, do we, uh, do we, we really, really want to be competing in Qatar 2022? <laughs> that's, that's the first question, because if, if you want to compete in the World Cup, you needed to, to be, you know, prepared and you need to have a team that has been there for like for three, four years. Yeah, and uh, even if we do qualify, uh, we we we're gonna play with teams that are, you know, solid and all that type of stuff. So I think for now, what we what what the coach is trying to do, looking at the squad, he is trying to find new faces, uh, uh, new blood into the national team, and find. It should have been done two, three years ago. Right? Two, three years ago, and this 23, 22, 25 year olds will be on 15, 20 caps each, and mm -hmm. that would have helped us a lot coming into such games mm -hmm. but now you have 28 26 uh, 25 year old with two caps and those caps were untelevised games in Swaziland when <laughs> when when we're playing Eswatini and Lesotho and then now we're playing Ghana and Zimbabwe for World Cup qualifier which is very very difficult because when we know whenever we play Zimbabwe in Zimbabwe we always know that it becomes a very difficult game and most of the time we end up losing that game 
and 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 we know the Ghana's always been one of those countries. I think Ghana, Zimbabwe, Nigeria. I think are three nations that we find it very difficult to beat. Yeah, and we should and be beating them convincingly. We should be, but I think we 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 at this stage for me, what I'll say is, it's with the national team. I'll give the coach a chance and opportunity to see what is it that he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And at some point, everybody was new in the national team. Whoever carried the national team in whatever years that they did, whoever did mm-hmm. well in the national team, Jesus, at mm-hmm. some point he was new in the national team. So all these guys that I knew, they've been given an opportunity. I think we just need to support them and see what is it that they can bring into the national team. Because we've been saying we need change and now that change is here, we need to embrace it. Change is not nice, it's, it's, it's difficult at times, but and sometimes because we have a, a very diverse um, supporters in the country, they always supporting different clubs. If your favorite player is not in the national team, it doesn't necessarily mean that the national selection is shit. Yeah. So I think there's the, we, we're in a stage where we need to sit back and, and, and see what happens. Because also, these are two tests where we're playing Zimbabwe and Ghana. So we'll have a conversation after that. But for me, I just want to give all the, the, the guys that have been given the opportunity a chance. Yeah, and like we agreed, I mean, I think these chances should have been given a good couple of years ago. Yeah. Not try and um, express themselves in these do or die games, but um, yeah, I mean, this hopefully is the squad for the future. Hopefully, we, we're building a squad for the future, but the timing for me just seems a little bit off. Um, it is what it is. But from here, let's move on to the international news desk. We are joined by Soccer Laduma's international news correspondent, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield. Kurdy, are you in an aeroplane? I'm in, in I'm, t- I'm catching a flight, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just a plane going over my house. How's it going, bro? Good, how are you? Yeah, fantastic. What's happening? Yeah. How's Seapoint? No, things are good, bro. Things are good. Magic, magic. What is happening, bro? Can you believe it? We didn't call this one, did we? <laughs> no, this is actually the second time. The f- remember when we spoke about Messi um, yes. staying at Barcelona? The next day yeah. he joined PSG, and then we talked about Ronaldo going to City, <clears throat> and the next day he joins Manchester United. So, in essence, you are not very good at your job. No, you obviously know that. Um, no, 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 no. So, how do you feel about Ronaldo going back to United? It's a, it's, it's a feel-good story, right? I don't. I mean, yeah, sure. Um, I think for the most part, um, people are excited about what he could potentially bring to the dressing room, and that's fair enough. Yeah. I do think that's slightly overplayed, though. Um, I wish that that youngsters would um, take on the, the characteristics of the older, experienced players that they've played with. If that it was the happen. case, it doesn't happen these days. Does it? it doesn't. If that was yeah. the case, Marshall would not be the same player he was five years ago, having played with Ibrahimovic and Rooney. Um, so, look, I don't know if it's going to have. The desired impact. I think um, United are probably still not favourites for the league title. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sceptical. Obviously, I'm excited to see Ronaldo back in the Premier yeah. League and play for the team that I support. Um, of course, but I'm sceptical. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's gonna if he's gonna come in and, and, and bring trophies straight away. I think. Um, Look, I, I could. I, I disagree. Hey, I, I think. Um, I think. I think United fans, especially the die-hard United fans in England who absolutely hate the Glazers, um, I think this could be maybe the Glazers saving face in a in a way, um, whether it's just for a year or two years. But I think um, I think United needed a bit of a excitement. I think Ronaldo brings that. 
I think, I think what he's going to bring to the change room, you cannot buy. Uh, mm. Honestly, he, he's done everything at United. He's won everything at, at the, the big, big clubs. I think the that is going to filter down into these youngsters that are hopefully are the next Ronaldo's. But I, I, I wouldn't downplay what he brings into the change no, room. No, sure, that's fair. That's mm. completely fair. Um, but I think it's being romanticized perhaps too much. I think that mm. we must not forget that Ronaldo was a day away from joining Manchester City. And he really was. <laughs> that wasn't um, that wasn't bullshit. <laughs> he was close to joining Manchester City and he wanted to join Manchester City. Um, and the reason he didn't was because he had conversations with people at United who told him um, just exactly how making that move would affect his reputation as a, and his status as a club legend at Manchester United. I think it was first Solskjaer who got involved, um, spoke to Woodward to see if they could do a deal after hearing that Ronaldo was close to City. Um, then Ferguson gets on the phone with him. Then he has conversations with Rio Ferdinand, in which Rio Ferdinand explains to him that he cannot, he cannot make that move, that it would, would ruin his reputation um, as, a, as a Manchester United club legend. Patrice Evra, Bruno Fernandes. So he spoke to a lot of people around the club, as you'd expect. Um, and these guys basically advised him against joining City and, and told him to, to join United instead. So, mm. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm excited. Obviously, I think that he will bring that winning mentality to United. Of course he will. Um, does that make them title favourites? I'm still not so sure. Um, and do I forgive him, you know, for wanting to join City just 24 hours earlier? Um, probably not. So I don't know. Let, let's see what happens. I, th- I think it's a, more of a long-term play, and probably Teko would agree, is that, okay, possibly no, not trophies, but what he will do for these up-and-coming youngsters, Kurt, uh, you, you cannot take that away. And I think if, he, if he's there for two or three seasons and what he, the winning mentality embedding in these guys, you, we could be seeing the old Man United come back. Yeah, maybe seasons. we might even see the best of Lingard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if Teko's joking, honestly. <laughs> It's um yeah it's an interesting one um uh, let's see I mean w- w- when does he start does he play this weekend um so it's the international, international break um and I believe that he's suspended for Portugal's um, second game or something like that meaning that he could um be going back to Manchester earlier than expected but no he'll be in the squad for United's next league game absolutely. Okay, amazing. Uh, Griezmann, back to Madrid. What's happening? Atletico Madrid. Yeah, how crazy is that? That was wow. probably the, the most shocking deadline day transfer. Yeah. Um, Barcelona were desperate to get him off their books because of his wages. I think he was earning over 800,000 euros a week. Um, <laughs> and Atleti knew that they could leave it, leave it as late as possible because of how desperate Barcelona were. So it was, wow. it was quite funny to see them go to the to the final hour, to the final minutes of the transfer window, knowing that Barcelona were just going to accept pretty much anything that they offered them. Um, so it's a season-long loan with an obligation to buy. Um, but yeah, another very interesting transfer, another massive transfer. Um, he returns to Atleti two years after leaving. Very interesting to see how the fans, um, the Atletico Madrid fans, react to this because he was absolutely hated for leaving um, for Barcelona in 2019. And I, I think I've told the story on this podcast before, but you know, every player at Atletico who's played 100 or more games for the club has a silver plaque on the ground outside their stadium at the Wanda Metropolitana in Madrid. And um, before every single home game that Atletico play, 
fans will spit on his plaque. They will leave cigarettes, uh, stompies on his plaque. Um, I'll never forget standing right near it, taking a picture and a fan coming and spitting on it and then throwing his cigarette on it. <laughs> so they absolutely despise him. Um, so it will be interesting to see how, how they take to him now. But yeah, massive deal. Um, look, it's definitely going to help Barcelona in the long run. I think they've yeah. cleared 173 million off their wage bill. Um, how, do you, how do you as a player give up 800,000 euros a week? I have no idea. I think that... I don't know, Sean. I, I mean, look, not every player is the same. Maybe for Griezmann, what was more important was challenging for La Liga and maybe sure. even the Champions League. I mean, Atletico Madrid do have a good squad. Um, he's going back to where he played for five years and scored, I think, 133 goals in five seasons. I mean, he had a phenomenal time there, so I think he probably just wants to enjoy himself. It's a bit of a circus right now in Barcelona. Um, he's also one of the players who's been blamed for Messi's exit. Perhaps unfairly, but um, blamed yeah, in regards to not wanting to take a big salary cut. Um, so he was probably unhappy with the way fans are treating him anyway. Um, so I think it's a win-win for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and just in terms of the, the transfer deadline roundup, what uh, what can you tell us there? Yeah, a lot of deals. Um, look, nothing. I mean, look, Griezmann was the biggest of the lot for yeah. sure. Um, I think there were over 30 or 40 deals and you know in terms of clubs and, and Europe's top five leagues um, but I think that was the one that really stood out obviously Seoul going to, um, to Chelsea that's massive from Atletico Madrid also mm. a season-long loan this time with an option to buy um, and then I think the most shocking transfer of the deadline was Luke de Jong from Sevilla going to Barcelona um, he's a 31-year-old Dutch striker who, <laughs> I mean, if, just think about this, guys. Aguero goes to Barcelona thinking he's going to play alongside Griezmann and Messi and is now flanked by Martin Brathwaite and Luke de Jong, wow. um, formerly of Newcastle, where he failed to score a single goal. Wow. Um, so it's, it's kind of weird, but again, I think in the long run, it's going to benefit Barcelona having a lot of young players um, I don't know if you guys saw, but Ansu Fati has taken the number 10 jersey, yeah. Um, yeah. which is massive news. Mm. Um, so they're rebuilding? They're rebuilding. I think it's going to be a process. Um, mm. It's going to be a fun one because there's a lot of good young players in that side. Pedri, Ansu Fati um, in particular. And no, it should be fun. But that transfer was really strange. So Teko being a Barcelona fan, I guess... No, I'm going to need no, to be a little bit patient, I'm, right? I'm taking no, a break. Couple season. Ah, Sean, I'm <laughs> taking a break this season. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Stuff that's happening there. I need to take a break a little bit. Yeah, but uh, you I'm know, in, 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 all, yeah, in, in all reality, though, um, do the Barcelona diehard fans, um, will they be patient? Will they re understand what's happening? Are they going to expect fireworks as usual? Um, Kurt, what, what's your take on that? Um, no, I don't think they will. I think after you lose Messi, you know, you probably are aware of reality. Things aren't going to be the same. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of, like I just said now, there's some good young players in that side. Frankie de Jong um, is a really good player. Memphis has had a great start um, at Barcelona. Um, and then Pedri and, and Ansu Fati, these guys are really good footballers. There's this youngster midfielder named Gavi, 17, who's already playing for the first team now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think there is an exciting future there. Um, all the fans will want to see 
players who are from the club's academy promoted into the first team. Um, so I think it's going to be an exciting time, very different to what they are used to and what they've been used to over the last 20 years with Messi and the likes. Um, but no, not completely hopeless. All right, my boy. Kurti, you go back to uh, directing aeroplanes over your roof. <laughs> cool. And uh, we'll see you this time next week. Thanks so much. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers. Cheers. Righty. From there, we move on to something new called Ask the Car Wash. And Ask the Car Wash is where our fans or listeners get to ask, take on myself some questions. And for that, we introduce our technical savvy, best looking guy of the car wash, Mr. Aiden. What's happening? Yeah, Sean, how are you doing, man? Good, and you, my bud? Fantastic. Checo, all well? Ah, easy. Still skinny and fantastic. <laughs> all right. To start off, hashtag ask the car wash. Danny Moreo asks Teco, what really makes you have the energy and enthusiasm to work through football? To, to, to be involved in football or as a football player? Football player. Okay. Yeah, I think it's just the motivation of trying to be the best, trying to win um, as many trophies as I can. And I think the biggest push was to uh, be recognized internationally, go overseas and get to play. And that motivates you every day to play better. So I think that's my biggest motivation was to try and go overseas. And I think that motivation comes within a lot, eh? I mean, you can't you can't coach that motivation. Yeah, 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 no. Yeah. Shauna, next question. This one's for you. Yes, sir. How can Gavin Hunt prove Chiefs wrong? Well, by winning. Uh, I think that's 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 the only way. I mean, I, I don't think, you know, it, it, it's very harsh to say can Gavin Hunt prove uh, Chiefs wrong. I think. Unfortunately, Gavin, you know, you go to a massive team like Chiefs, you've got no money to spend. He's possibly got players that in the squad that didn't fit his style of play. Um, and I do believe, I think if Gavin achieves anything at Chipper, I think if Gavin achieves a top six finish at Chipper, Gavin has proved Chiefs wrong. But I, it, it's very hard to prove, to say, can Gavin prove Chiefs wrong? Gavin's already proven himself as a, as a top coach in the PSL with what he's achieved. So Gavin's got nothing to prove to anybody. I think if Gavin finishes top six at Chipper, um, he's allowed to make a couple more signings come January, um, possibly win a trophy somehow. Um, it's not about proving anyone wrong. It's about proving to himself that uh, he deserves to be there. But we already know that he deserves to be there. So I think it's unfair um, to say to prove uh, Gavin Hunter uh, to, to prove Kyle Chiefs. Yeah. But Sean, I've got a question for you. Yes, sir. Don't you think it's an end of an era for um, for the the Gavin um, Hunt class? Do you think it's a, it's a it's a beginning of an era? I think it's a beginning of the era, and and I think I understand where you're going. I think we need the Gavin Hunts, we need the Stuart Baxters, uh, we need the older guys still involved to sort of guide Mm. the Dylan Shepherds Mm -hmm. um, through this. But I I do agree. We did see. I don't know if it's out this morning. um, uh, I represent Phil Evans, and Phil Evans is an absolute legend in the game, and he's now getting involved. In, in, in the coaching side of things. So we are starting to see a new era, and I couldn't, it's a good question, to, yeah. or it's a good statement, I think. Yeah. Um, the new era of coaches are definitely coming through. Yeah. And um, I think in the next two, three, four seasons, we're gonna see a complete overhaul of 
um, the coaching staff within the teams and possibly the Gavin Hunts taking on new roles in squads as in technical directors or, mm. or uh, part of the admin staff in some way. But yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, fantastic. And it's, 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 um, and it's exciting, right? We want the Sheppies, we want the, yeah, the full Evans and, uh, and the so-ons to come through the ranks. Look, Sean, as long as they, they don't give the, the, the opportunities to the coaches with the cooking certificate from um, Scandinavian countries to come and coach for the next 10 years. And, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm happy as long as they give uh, guys an opportunity. And also, the guys also must get the, grab the opportunities as well, you know. And uh, I think for us, I think if that happens, Sean, we have one of the best Bafana coaches that we've ever had in the country. Because agreed. I, I think that's that that will be the start of great things to come for, national, for, for the national team. I agree. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think uh, the way a, a Dylan Shepherd is possibly going about it, he started off at the Vits Junior ranks. He's worked himself up as assistant with, with or one of the assistants with Gavin Hunt mm. uh, the, the old Bidvest Vits. Uh, obviously, Hunt took him to to Chiefs as an assistant. And he's still involved with the juniors, and I, th- I think the way Sheppy's doing it is 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 the way that uh, Full Evans should look at it. Um, and I think don't be surprised if we in the next two, three, four seasons we see Dylan Shepherd as a head coach in one of the big teams. I really believe it because he's he's great with the juniors. He was a phenomenal player, one of the best exports we've had in this country, mm. and um, he understands the game at both levels, at a junior level and a pro level. And uh, and, and the reports I'm getting back from from the Chiefs uh, from the Chiefs players that he's really good with them. So. Um, I hope we get more of them, Teko. Yeah. I think that's, and, and, and that, that's something that doesn't interest you? I think you'll be great at this. Sean, I think you, you know exactly how to merge business and pleasure, Sean. I, 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 I'm, 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 trust me, Sean, I'm taking notes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm busy at taking notes here. Yeah, you, you just slid in there like people sliding in the DMs. You're just like... <laughs> I'm representing Sban Ban. Yeah, you know, I'm like, okay, Shonista. Do you like that one? No, no, it was great. It was Beautiful. Great. Yeah, but yeah, thanks, Teko. That was, a, that was a very good question. Uh, Aiden, thanks, Aiden. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Teko. Yeah. You may depart. <laughs> Sweet. Um, let's move on to Money Minute. Do I hear eight? That's eight million rand. No, I see nine. That's nine. Nine point five. No, ten. That's ten million rand going once, going twice. Sold. That's ten million rand to the man in the blue suit. Welcome to the Money Minute on the car wash. Um, there wasn't much deadline day excitement as one expected, but what I'm going to talk about is my top five transfers this window. Teco may or may not agree. Um, my number one was Brandon Peterson, even though it was done quite a while ago. I think it's, been a, it's going to be a great signing for Chiefs going down the line. Um, Rowan Human to Maritzburg United, big signing for them. Uh, Buchle and Kwanazi for Super Sports United. Uh, he took his time, he had a whole season off. Uh, Keegan Dolly at number four and Cole Alexander. So a lot for Kaiser Chiefs. I think when Keegan, once Keegan really starts losing the weight, which he, he seems to have, and really start finding his place at Chiefs, he will be absolutely phenomenal, especially linking up with your billiards. And I think Cole Alexander has already uh, slotted in. Uh, Teko, your top two maybe, or do you really agree with that? Do you think someone could have been added in there? Look, I, I think uh, the market now is very, very difficult, and, uh, mm. and, and it forces uh, team scouts to do their work finally. You know, mm. because um, um, it's very difficult to find good players uh, that you can afford to bring into the mm. team, yeah. and now you need to rely on your scouts to be able to 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 to, to unearth this talent. Yes. But I think the most interesting sign for me this season that I'm looking forward to see 
it's it is Keegan Dolly. I'll tell you why. I think there's a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of maturity in his game. Keegan has changed how he plays. Mm -hmm. um, Keegan has, is, is 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 a player now that I really 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 wanna watch play. Of course, it will be nicer to see him fit, and uh, he's not there yet. But I think it's it's it's, it's a player that it will be very very exciting to see if he. He, he's injury free and he helps the team the way he does. I think for me, because I've always said that, you know, um, KZ Chiefs, they can have all the strikers in the world if they don't have um, a, a person that will be, you know, very creative in that aspect. You know, you'll never see the best of Kama, you'll never see the best of Nikovic. And I think when Lebo Manyama was, um, was, was top at Chiefs, Nikovic um, was scoring goals. Mm -hmm. um, um, and I think we, we, we see the glimpse of Keegan Dolly now taking that role. Yes, Lebo will, will be back. I think they'll be competing for that position. But for me, I don't see Keegan Dolly as a winger anymore. So, so it's very, very exciting to see how he will progress. I think for me, uh, okay, man, let me add another one. I think Mbule from Supersport. Being being included in the national team, being a public eye, that uh, you know rumors about movement and all that stuff. For the first time now, we want to see if this player can actually grow. Can can he be better? And and I think for me to to because he's playing at SuperSport, I think it's, he is the creative player at SuperSport. So with the Bafana setup, it's it's very difficult to judge him because not every player, uh, 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 you know. Um, how can I put it? Not every player can actually come into the national team and and and, and play as as um, play the way they play in, in their club. So of course. So it would be very interesting to see how Mbule grows because I don't think I don't I, I think he, he needs to be playing amongst the best players in in, in the country and and be able to mm. to win big things like trophies and play in continental football. So this season for me it will be a season where he he really really needs to prove that he is that good. Yeah, uh, that's very well said. I, I do agree. I think Mbouli is a hell of a talent. Um, if he is to go overseas, he needs to go in the next season or so with his age. Um, and also, just to add in there, I think, and you put it very well with Dolly, um, Alexander and Biliat, that if, and I'd not say if, let, let's be positive, when Baxter gets this chief squad flowing, and we've seen how sundowns are not the sundowns that we expected, um, I think we, we can be in for some trophies with, with the Chiefs, I really do. I think they have a squad, they have a vision, they've certainly got the coach. So I think the Chiefs faithful can be very excited for what the future holds. I really do believe that. Yeah. Um, right, from there we move on to Place Your Bets. Place Your Bets is brought to you by no one just yet. Hence I'm saying we need a sponsor. Anyway, Bafana Zimbabwe, Bafana Ghana. Uh, Teko, uh, we have to we have to go Bafana for both, right? Yeah, yeah, Chief. We are South Africans. We we support our own. Yeah, it's it's as you said, Zimbabwe not an easy squad, uh, a team to play. Ghana the same. Um, I think if we get through these two positively, the future is bright. Look, man, if 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 if, if we don't lose any of these games. And and I think uh, I think will be the country will be more appreciative if we also play well, especially yes. against this too difficult side. And uh, for me, I don't have high expectations as to us qualifying for for, for Qatar, but I just want to see the team growing and playing better, mm. and and those who've been given a chance and grabbing those opportunities because 
uh, uh, not everybody will, will, like I said, not everybody will play in the national team, no matter how good you are. There's always somebody that is better than you. So when given an opportunity, grab it. And I think those guys being given an opportunity, they need to realize the opportunity that's been given to them, especially now when we have a coach that decided to go to do an overhaul with the national team. So this is an opportunity for every player, even those who are not selected as yet, it's an opportunity to be to be sported so so they need to continue doing great in their clubs. Yeah, it, it's well put. And I think um, just like the Barcelona faithful now, I think have to be a little bit patient. I think us Bafana Bafana faithful have to be patient. Obviously, it's just come at a, a bad time in terms of World Cup qualifiers. But um, I think if we get this right, I think Bruce has had the balls. And um, like you said, Turkey he's done a complete overhaul and it's good to see. So hopefully these fresh legs bring some uh, some victory this weekend. Um, but from there, we move on to this week in football history. Today we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. This week, 16 years ago, football club Barcelona held a presentation what changed the football world as we know it. Lionel Messi was announced as Barcelona player to fully packed Camp Nou. And as, saying the, and as the saying goes, the rest is history. And on 28th of August 1994, Liverpool beat Arsenal 3-0 thanks to a 19-year-old striker, Robbie Fowler, who delivered what was at the time the fastest hat-trick in Premier League history. That record now, of course, is held by, do you know? Excuse me? Yeah, you don't know. Sadio Mane, because you're busy on your phone. Who managed to put three in the net in two minutes and 56 seconds. That is ridiculous. And on the 29th of August 2009, Real Madrid began their second Galacticus period, opening their La Liga season at home against Deportiva La Coruña. The match mark marks the first league appearance for their record signing, 18 million pound Portuguese winger Cristiano Ronaldo, who rewarded the Madrid faithful by scoring his first league goal. Ronaldo spent nine years at Real scoring 292 goals and 311 appearances. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Right. From there, we look at the brand new Q2 in the car of the week. Initially slated as expensive and criticized for its semi-independent rear suspension on front-wheel drive models when it was introduced in 2017, the recently updated Audi Q2 is now more competitively priced and appears to be far more tempting proposition in the current automotive climate. As recently as half a decade back, the Q2 would be seen as slightly unnecessary products given the existence of the A3, which I, I do agree with, with its lower price tag and similar packaging. However, in 2021, the compact crossover has superseded the hatchback in the minds of consumers, making the Q2 very relevant indeed, especially for the younger families. Stepping inside, you are greeted with a typical Audi quality with soft touch surfaces, its simplistic design and the general sense that you are in a premium product. There's only one engine available in the updated Q2 lineup is a 1.4 litre turbocharged petrol that produces 110 kilowatts. The engine is now paired with an eight speed automatic gearbox in places of the previous seven speed dual touch clutch unit. While not perfect, few products in this segment are, and despite the fact that the Q2 is not exactly cheap, it's also no longer prohibitively expensive when compared to the key rivals should be on your list when shopping in this segment. Around 600 to 650,000 Rand I give it an 8 out of 10. Not a bad car, but not for me, Teko. It's not my uh, <laughs> not my sort of drive there, mate, even though I do love Audi. 
But we probably need a bit of motivation if we want to afford something like that. But what do you have for it this week? Yeah, no, we, we definitely do need motivation in this time. Mm. Mm. Uh, my motivation to the final place is this. Uh, be calm, but yet alert. Relax. Be ready, though. Be smooth, but also sharp. Be humble, but most importantly, be confident. Mm. This is why I have you on the show, brother. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. I hope the boys are listening. I hope the results go our way. Um, I hope you have a good week, Teko. I hope everyone has a great week. And that is how we wrap up episode 87 of The Car Wash. Whether you have been listening on SL Podcasts at CZA, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Mikey King 96.7 Game Time, thank you for tuning in. I've been your host, Sean Roberts, and my good friend, Teko Medise. Ah, thank you, Shawnee. Great show, buddy. Pleasure, my boy. We will see you same time, same place next week. Shop. Shop. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a slang and a car.